Hey there, this is Jessica Stewart, and you are listening to Finding Your Calm with Your Teenager, episode number 18. Anyone out there have trouble remaining calm when dealing with your teenager? I do, and I did, still do a lot of the time, and that's what this podcast is about. I truly believe that if you can remain calm with your teenager, you can pretty much remain calm in any situation. So listen in for my tips and really practical advice for how to do this in your own life. Stay tuned. Welcome. So glad you're listening today. And today is Canadian Thanksgiving Monday. So I live in Niagara, Ontario, Canada, and we celebrate Thanksgiving earlier than the U.S. So happy Thanksgiving to any Canadians who are listening. Probably you're listening after this recording. So I hope you had a wonderful weekend. But what I want to talk to you today about is vaping and smoking with teenagers. And the reason I'm talking to you about this is because my day job is actually, I'm a respiratory therapist and I'm also a certified tobacco educator. So I thought that it might be helpful to give you some information from a presentation that I created for a school, um, a public school that I did. And I did this for grades for, no, sorry, I did it for grades six, seven, and eights. And just went over sort of the real facts about vaping and smoking so that it could be, they could just have the information. And more than likely, they would have been presented with the um, vaping in their public school. Like it is being offered to kids at a very early age. And kids are seeing this early on, well before getting into the teenage years. And that is my recommendation that as far as talking to anything that you're concerned uh, with your teenager about facing is to talk to them early about it. And when they are in more of a position to be open to listening to what you think or feel about it before they get into the teenage years, if possible. And I think that this is so important because then they are, they know the facts, they know the information, it won't make them more likely to try it necessarily. But in the earlier years, if you can do that, then you, they're less rebellious at that point. But before I start talking about this, I do want to just be very clear and transparent. If you've heard me in another podcast, I have talked about my own sons. My sons are 19 and 21. And I did talk to them about vaping and smoking and all of the drugs and sex and any, I I had conversations with them about that early on, I would say. And I still dealt with my boys trying vaping, um, smoking marijuana, and they've still done all that stuff. They've still experimented with all of these things. So when I say talking to them about it is important, it doesn't mean that it's going to prevent them from trying any of these things. And that's the other kind of portion of my podcast is then what happens when they do try these things, like how do you manage your own mindset around that? So it's not a complete 
guarantee that if you talk to them that they won't try it. I, it, I'm, I'm living proof of that. And I'm sure that other parents can relate to that. And if you haven't talked to them about it, then you're just where you're at and that's okay too. So I just wanted to give you some sort of concrete information, some questions to think about. So the first thing I want to look at is why, and what I asked the kids in the presentation is I asked them, why do you think people vape or smoke? And what I would say is particularly with young people, and I deal in my job with a lot of older people who started smoking when they were very young. And they started, a lot of them were kids when they started, because at that time, smoking was not, it didn't have carry the, um, the stigma with it, I guess. And it, it wasn't maybe known for a lot of people how in fact dangerous it was. So they basically started because for any number of reasons, because their friends offered it to them, um, because they were just bored one day because it looked cool that there was lots of advertising around it at particular times when they started. It could have been because of the job they worked on. If they worked on a construction job and people around them were smoking, then they were heavily influenced by that. So people start not with the intention of continuing. And I just have to say that I have a lot of compassion for people who, who smoke and, and who are addicted to cigarettes and continue to smoke because they are highly addictive. And we often are super judgmental of people who smoke and have addictions because we think it's just a matter of willpower. And it, there is some of that to it. There is some of the mental mindset that happens or that has to happen before somebody can quit. But there's also a huge physical component that we kind of disregard when we think about people who smoke. We just think, well, we don't smoke. And so they could just decide not to. But I just want to explain that a little bit more. So generally people start because of just their friends started. They offered it to them. And then, so really what happens, I'm just going to go over very briefly, the effect of nicotine on the brain, because inhaling something, whatever it is, is absolutely the quickest way for that substance to enter into your body. Okay. So the nicotine in cigarettes and in vapes, if there is nicotine, because in certain vapes, there are, there is no nicotine. Um, but with, when you're inhaling something with nicotine in it, it goes into your lungs and then it goes basically directly into your bloodstream. And then from your bloodstream, it goes rapidly into your brain. And then it, you get like a dopamine high, like you get a feel good feeling and that goes into your brain. So this high nicotine level creates this buzz feeling in your brain. But what happens is nicotine levels drop super quickly. So as, as, almost as quickly as it goes into your brain, very quickly it goes out. And then what happens then is because this nicotine is going out of your brain so quickly, you have to just smoke more and more in order to get that buzz, in order to feel good. So it just sort of reinforces this whole nicotine addiction. And just so you're clear, the nicotine itself that is in the cigarettes or 
in the tobacco, then it's not, that is not the dangerous component of the cigarette. That's the addictive component of the cigarette. But the dangerous component of the cigarette are the, all of the toxic chemicals and everything that's rolled up with the cigarette that you inhale. And the fact that it also is like a combustible product. So that there's smoke involved and that you're inhaling the smoke and that makes it that that is what makes it the dangerous part of it. So when people say, oh, nicotine is worse, or if they say, well, I'm not going to have nicotine gum, I'm not going to use the patch, I'm not going to use that because that's worse than the cigarettes. That's just simply not true. Nicotine has a very, um, it could have some potential side effects to it, but definitely the cigarettes are the worst, most toxic component of the whole thing. Okay, so it's just very simple effect of nicotine on the brain. And then so once the nicotine addiction is developed, and it can be become developed very quickly, and especially in the teenage brain, there has been studies that have shown that the level of or the affinity for kind of dopamine, like this uh, thrill-seeking kind of feeling or just that feeling good is higher in teenagers than in adults. So you're kind of the teenage brain is really primed for nicotine addiction. And then what ends up happening is because of the kind of physical component of the nicotine addiction and that feeling of kind of instant withdrawal when the nicotine level drops, then you start to associate that with everything. So you kind of get agitated when you don't have the nicotine in your brain. And then you also will smoke just to sort of feel normal or feel good. And then what happens is you begin to associate that with it's your stress relief. So whenever I feel like agitated or anxious, then I need a cigarette because it relieves my stress. And in fact, it, it does in the moment for people. So it does actually calm them down. But the thing is, is that the more you smoke, the more you need to smoke. So then you end up needing to smoke or vape with nicotine more and more and more and more. And then that's why it is so highly addicted. And it can become addictive to the level of that it, it's actually in the DSM. So it's like a actually considered a mental health disorder like nicotine addiction or tobacco use disorder is an actual disorder which results in getting some sort of treatment. Although, I think like I said before, we treat people as if it's just a matter of willpower. We're very judgmental of people who have nicotine addictions or tobacco use disorder, and we think it's just a matter of, well, that they can just stop any at any moment. And it's not as easy as that. So how would a nicotine addiction affect your daily life? This is another question I asked the the students. And that is sort of where we can talk to the, the teenagers and the kids about this is because like, how do you foresee having a nicotine addiction affecting your daily life? And it's really can be framed as it's very annoying. I would frame it more in it could cost a lot of money you have to be in it like you're in, sometimes you're in situations, a lot of times you're in situations where you don't, you're not able to have access to your, your 
cigarette or your vaping device. And this is why I think we see a lot of vaping happening in schools because we have teens that are addicted and they physically think they need it or that they can't cope. So it becomes something that they're dependent upon. And then they have to, you know, get money to keep feeding this. And then, then at that point that they're addicted, they don't really want to be dependent on this thing anymore. So it's important to frame it in that way. Now, if I'm talking to kids or teenagers, I'm not really going to spend too much time talking to them about the long-term health effects of smoking or vaping. We know the long-term health effects of smoking And you can talk about that if you like, but for the most part, teenagers are not super interested in the long-term health effects of a lot of things that they're doing. They, They know, they know that maybe down the road it might affect them, but right now they're kind of like in the moment. So you want to focus more on the part of it that is how it, how is it going to be aggravating to have to quit later? Like it's easier just not to start than to have to quit this later. And if they actually understand how addictive nicotine is and how quickly it takes hold of their brain, they may be less inclined to say yes when it's offered to them. Now, the other thing I want to say too, is with regards to vaping, there is a lot of research being done about the long-term effects of vaping. And because it is relatively new there, it has been around for a while now, but, but it, it, we don't have the amount of research that we have about tobacco smoke and cigarette, like long-term effects that way. But there is a case to be made and what people who have done research, they won't say completely that it's like safer than smoking, but they will say that vaping is almost certainly safer than smoking. And some people who currently smoke cigarettes do use vaping as a means to quit smoking because it can be deemed less harmful. But in no way is it a good idea for a teenager who doesn't smoke anything at all or to really inhale anything. Inhaling something has no helpful effects on lungs at all. And we just don't know at this point the damage it will do, but we can't say that it is, you know, worse than cigarette smoking. So what I want to talk about next is who are the biggest influences on teenagers? And when they're younger, this is why I'm saying talk to them when they're younger, if you can, the parents are more of an influence. Teachers are more of an influence, but as they get older, friends and peers become more influential to them. And if they see somebody doing something, they are more likely to want to join in or try that thing. So it's also helpful to let them know that like when you're offered something, you are really going to want to be, you know, you're not going to want to stand out by saying no, it's going to take a lot of courage maybe to say no. So you might have them rehearse how they can say no in sort of a cool way. Like, you know, like they can just say, uh, like you can give them all sorts of options, but you can just tell them to say that, you know, I've just heard that that crap is really bad for you. And I just don't want to do that and teach them to be confident in saying that and 
to not second guess themselves because they know the facts about it ahead of time and going into it. The other thing, the other influences that they would have are celebrities. So singers, actors, YouTubers, internet celebrities. And there was a time and that there was just kind of like free range for influencers to talk about vaping. There were so many cool looking ads on the internet and it's kind of just flooded the market for a period of time, but it really worked like these, um, tobacco companies are the ones who actually have the vaping companies because we have done a decent job at, uh, decreasing the amount of people who smoke cigarettes and the tobacco industry has invested in vaping. And so they really know how to market this very well. And, it was out there, the advertising, and I believe it's been shut down. Like a lot of it has been shut down, but it's kind of like closing the barn door when the horse has already gotten out. They did a great job. And, and for a while, vaping, at least in Canada, everywhere you, you could see it, you go in the convenience store and it was advertised and it was sort of advertised as like a safer alternative to cigarette smokes and cigarette smoking. And because it was something that adults didn't want their teenagers to do, that makes it more attractive to them. So just being aware of their biggest influences. And this is just a quote from James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits. Um, He said, most days we'd rather be wrong with the crowd than be right by ourselves. So that's what I'm saying about the peer influence for teenagers. Um, So how do companies market vaping and smoking to you? Well, I've already talked about that a little bit. Certainly social media, movies and television. So there are campaigns out there that are trying to get smoking and uh, vaping out of actual movies and TV. And I have debates with my teenagers about this all the time. They're like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. Like they shouldn't, they should just leave it in there. And it's more realistic, but it does influence you when you see it, it influences you. So that's why I'm saying it's important for you to have the conversation with your, with your kids. And like I said, it has stopped now, but there for a short time were posters and displays at convenience stores and gas stations. And there were celebrity endorsements and they're in music videos and they still continue to be in the media. So it, it's out there, which is why we have to talk about it. And they look super cool. Like I showed a picture to the group that I talked to and vapes and like there's Vipe, there's Jewel, there's, uh, I'm not sure what the most recent ones are, but they're just coming up with all of these and they look super cool. They're like electronic gadgets and they're sleek and they don't look like a cigarette and they can kind of hide them in their, their shirt sleeve if they want to take them into class. And you're just seeing so much of this going on at schools and it's tough for the teachers and the principles to control this, but it's likely because there is lots of nicotine addiction happening with all these kids. The other thing to note about vaping fluids is that they actually use nicotine salts, which are, they go into the system much quicker than traditional nicotine, which makes them even more highly addictive. So that is another reason to educate your teenager or your preteen about that. So 
There are some health effects, of course, of e-cigarette use. So I, like I said, long-term and frequent exposure effects are somewhat unknown at this time. They're working on that. There's short-term cardiovascular health effects would be increased heart rate and blood pressure. Uh, Short-term respiratory health effects are increased airway resistance and decreased airway conductance. The most concerning, well, maybe not the most concerning, but the most, the most difficult to overcome is the addiction part of it. And then more rarely are the unintended injuries such as fires and explosions. So that doesn't happen very often, but it is an effect. So how I kind of framed it was like, do you want to do things the hard way or the easy way? Like being a teenager is hard enough. But being a teenager with a nicotine addiction is extra hard. Like it, you would need counseling then. You are going to be needing to maybe have some quit smoking aids. And the other thing is that a lot of quit smoking aids, such as nicotine replacement therapy or um, gums, like patches, anything like that, are not really intended for teenage use. So they are used in what's called off-label use. And some doctors will prescribe them in that case. And there is a place for that because nicotine replacement therapy is actually like a clean delivery of the nicotine itself. And without the extra health, adverse health effects, the health effects are very minimal with any nicotine replacement therapy. So just talking to them about, you know, making your, it's just going to make your life harder. It's just going to make you have to overcome an addiction later in life. And I would really encourage you to get, get all the facts that you can. And there's lots of great resources online. Like if you just Google how to talk to your teenager about vaping and you find a reputable thing from like the I don't know if the tobacco research unit, but any sort of reputable government agency that has done the research on these, um, on vaping. And also it depends where you are as well, what kind of resources, but there's some great resources about talking to your, uh, to your teenager about the health effects of vaping. And I will link to some of those resources in the show notes just to give you a starting off point. But Again, I really encourage you to just have the conversation, anything you're concerned about. Like what I found is that even though you think that your kids just don't, you may think, you may not think this, but that your kids or even your teenager having the conversation with them, um, that they're not listening. They really do. They really do listen. And if you find out that they have done it or are doing it, that's where I want you to go back to the resources of this podcast that help you to remain calm about it. Because that way you have so much more accessibleness to you. And just know I am a respiratory therapist and my kids have vaped. And I I'm not telling you that I was able to remain calm because it really was a trigger point for me because I thought, and I've said before in a previous podcast, like I'm a respiratory therapist. I cannot believe that this has happened, but lo and behold, of course it, it, it does happen. And 
I just went to the knowledge that I had about it and gave them the real facts as much as I could. And luckily they had started and sort of quit on their own because they were noticing the health effects as well. But if this does happen, you can have a conversation and with the the viewpoint of you can understand if they are addicted to it, how that happened and maybe understand, well, why, what made you start? Like get curious about what they did. And although you may be thinking about the health effects down the road of this, that will not help you deal with the situation at, at hand. And you will have to work with your teenager and lecturing them about it and getting and freaking out at them about it is not going to help them. So just to help try to understand what they're going through, what do they want help with quitting, and it that will just give you so much more access to things that you can do to help support them and to understand what's going on for them. And just have so much compassion for yourself if that happens and know that you know, even if you're a respiratory therapist and you've told your kids all of this all along, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always prevent them from doing the things that you want them not to do. So just know that you're not alone and there is help and, um, just, just remain calm and do your best just to help support them and understand where they're coming at it from. Okay, so I hope this was helpful, and I know this was a little bit of a longer episode. I probably could add a whole bunch more information in here, but if you do have any uh, questions for me or anything, please uh, send me a message or an email, and I will put my contact information in the show notes if you have any questions. Uh, any further questions or want any clarification on this. And if you feel this was helpful, then please do share it around to anybody that you think might find it helpful. So thanks for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I have something to offer you. And that is a video that I have made to help if you've ever lost it on your teenager. And I made this video because I think this is something that we all struggle with as parents or caregivers of teenagers. We all struggle with it as parents or caregivers of children of any age, really. And I made the video to explain why we do this, what to do if it's happened to you, and just to give you some support with this situation and release the shame and blame of it all and I hope that you find it so helpful. So how do you get it? If you go to the show notes of the podcast and click the link that says grab your free video here, it will take you to a page to sign up and the deli- the video will be delivered straight to your inbox. So I hope you enjoy it and have a great day.